0: welcome to our podcast. I'm Connie. And I'm Kyla. And today we're talking about cultural identity and kind of our background and history with it all. So I'll start off by saying where each of us is from. I'm from the Philippines. I'm Filipino. And I moved here when I was one years old. So I barely had any time in the Philippines. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) and so I literally spent my whole life here so that's me <laughs> yeah
1: me I've always lived in the UK my is Venezuelan. my dad's mostly English but part Italian as I would throw that in there <laughs> and yeah that's me so Kyla how do you think your culture affected you while you're growing up
0: well I think there was a lot of differences because obviously the Asian culture is very different to how the culture is in England and kind of the upbringing and ideologies so I think it was a struggle for me to kind of adapt and I felt like a lot of the time I had to keep switching between cultures because a lot of whilst growing up a lot of my friends were English and uh, So, I felt like I didn't really belong in that sense because, obviously, we weren't allowed to do the same things because my parents were a lot more restrictive in what I was allowed to do when I was younger. So, I feel like I was left out quite a lot. What about you? (laughs) So, obviously, I'm still part white, so, like...
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But, um... (laughs) So, like... Yeah, what you were saying about like your parents being more strict than certain parents, like mm. it definitely hit me because I remember you know when you're starting to like want to go out by yourself and stuff like that. Yeah. I remember my parents were still kind of like, Well my mom, She was like, Oh mm. well, yeah. yeah, you can go, but I'm coming with you Or like, Yeah Like she'll be around and then constant like phone calls, text messages mm. And like Oh my god and you had to be home straight after school. Oh my God, yes. You had you and- had like a half an hour leeway. But well, this is when I got a little bit older. And like a half an hour leeway where I could go like CC or whatever. But yeah. generally, oh. you are going home.
0: Especially throughout like year seven, eight and nine, everyone would be going to Cowley Centre after school and just chilling. And I'd always have to be like, oh no, sorry guys. I have to go home. My mum wants me home. And I remember my mum grounded me for, like, the whole of summer in year eight because I went home too late. I
1: had this rule where I had to be home before it was dark.
0: Mm. This applied in
1: winter when it gets dark at, like, half three, four (laughs) p.m. That was a struggle. When I tell you, oh, my God, sometimes you just weren't going to make it home. You just weren't.
0: So I think the main thing, the main worry for parents... Is the fact that they don't know the surroundings and how the people are in this country, especially having just moved here. But I feel like I, should like I, they, I, they, they put me in the position to kind of have good judgment on people. And yeah, I feel that I'm happy about that.
1: Yeah, because my mum sometimes I tell her she's being like not pessimistic, but like she always thinks the worst and sometimes I tell her that but then in a way sometimes the worst is reality Mm -hmm. so if it wasn't for my mum I I wouldn't be aware that there's bad people in the world
0: Mm -hmm. do you know what I mean yeah because obviously as you're growing up especially around like 13 and 14 years old you don't understand the realities of what is going on and you you know that bad things happen but you don't really know that it could happen to you Obviously, as growing up in a predominantly English and white kind of area, (laughs) did you ever have trouble kind of trying to find a community?
1: Yeah, I think there's not, obviously there's Latinos around, but there's not, like, Mm. a lot of Latinos around, and especially people your age. So, like, there's probably, like, several people i well, would say like two, three, which who I grew up around, which were my age. Like my mum's friends and like so basically not my cousins, aren't they? Mm. But it wasn't so like within my year and like actually at school, I didn't really have that. Mm. I felt like I more had to adjust to my like British friends and whatever.
0: Yeah. So what I mean Yeah. Oh my god, literally. I I'm not able to speak. Um, the dialogue fluently. I can understand, and I can understand um, like the other dialects. But I can't speak. And obviously, a lot of Filipinos my age can probably speak Filipino, and it's hard to kind of socialize with them because obviously they are within their own little bubble, kind of speaking our language. But I wasn't able to do that, so I felt kind of isolated a lot. Because I was so influenced by the British culture, I think it was so hard for me to find people my age who were so similar to me because I mainly had friends who weren't Filipino. So I felt kind of bad that I wasn't able to communicate with other Filipinos in my own language. And obviously... There are a lot. Of, once you you kind of make yourself different in that way, and you have that in your head, that you aren't able to communicate with them. Obviously, they all can speak English, but in the in the sense that because they are so involved in the in the culture, and I'm less involved, you, you, there's a massive difference. And the fact that I i knew that played a massive role in my ability to to form more relationships with other filipinos because you once you have that idea in your head you kind of isolate yourself even though that everyone's friendly <laughs> and they wouldn't be happy to be friends with you in my head i was like ah oh, i'm like i'm i'm always fake for not even being able to speak my language and not being it not having more Filipino qualities
1: um so I speak Spanish with my mom and obviously I don't speak it as well as I could if I was brought up in Spain or or whatever so sometimes it can be tricky because sometimes I feel like I'm just trying to explain something quite simple and just it should be easy to communicate but I struggle and my mom struggles and then we just end up just (laughs) yeah. <laughs> because you can't get out. Like it's actually quite frustrating when you, you know exactly what you want to say, but you don't know how to say mm. it to the other person. And sometimes, like when that's with your own parents, or like my own mum, it just feels feels like it shouldn't happen. Yeah. But I think that's why I get so frustrated because I'm like, why? Like, mm. why are we not understanding each other? But I guess it's such a minor thing at the end of the day. Yeah,
0: I hear that. My parents kind of gave up speaking to me in Tagalog dialogue from when I was younger because we couldn't speak back and I think they just got a bit frustrated so they ended up just speaking to me and my brother in English. It's harder to communicate and where communication is so important in relationships, I think that's where it gets kind of difficult. Yeah,
1: because it can create kind of like a tension, mm. obviously not on purpose. From either side, yeah. Leave reviews doing it on purpose. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, but if you don't understand, you don't understand. Yeah. Another thing, I don't know if I mentioned it in the end, but another thing for me was, at one point, I was quite embarrassed of my background. Mm. I was quite embarrassed to speak yeah. Spanish generally. I didn't want to at all. It just made me feel different mm. because none of my friends really had that.
0: Yeah. Mm. All of all of my friends, obviously, I, I'm friends with, like, no... I'm not close friends with, like, many Filipino people, apart from my cousins. And so I tried so badly to kind of be more British and be more like my friends so I could fit in more. But then, mm. obviously, in that process, I lost my sense of culture and my background.
1: So, Carla, I wanted to ask you about instances where you might have felt discriminated against because of your race.
0: It wasn't until I got to secondary school where I realised that I am different. (laughs) The main thing would be my eyes, and a lot of people would kind of point it out and kind of make jokes about it. A lot of the time, we are taught to... Kind of brush it off and not really care because it's a joke and they' are friends so maybe they meant it in a, like a really funny way so they don't they don't mean anything bad by it but it still affects you because it points out that you are different and it isolates you even more when you already feel so isolated So we
1: were actually speaking to Kyla's parents beforehand. And kind of asked them whether they felt discriminated against before, and their reaction I think said a lot. Do you want to have a bit more?
0: When I did ask them, they were like, "Oh, one hundred percent, yes." And especially as them both being carers, and my mum's in the NHS, there's a lot of actions against them that is just uncalled for because they care for people. (laughs) which is their job, and a lot of people can say that Filipinos make up a lot of the NHS. So when we hear stories about discrimination and wrong acts towards us, it's heartbreaking because it shouldn't happen because we get, firstly, (laughs) we get told to come to England to kind of Work here, and then when we get here, my parents just face a bunch of backlash from That's doing their energy. job. Yeah, and it's crazy how okay it is for people to do this to anyone because, again, we are they are just doing their jobs, and it's heartbreaking, especially when you have to hear it from your own parents that they are discriminated on and you kind of think they deserve everything in the world. They shouldn't feel like that. Whilst growing up, um, I I think any kind of ethnic minority comes to understand that these things will happen. But then when you put yourself into someone you love perspective because it's okay to happen to you like you're okay it's not like you'll kind of think ah just take it on the chin like it's bound to happen but when it's targeted to people you love and especially people you think are so strong and resilient against these things it's more saddening to hear that because they're just like trying to give you a better life and so it's difficult to hear about all of these things going on in the news about racism against Asians recently. So I think it's scary on the f- like first part because I'm Asian and I don't want to be, I don't want this to happen to me on the street. And with anyone, once you hear that things are happening to people who are similar to you, you get scared.
1: But Do you think there's kind of, like, a taboo around it, around...
0: Yeah.
1: Around speaking out on...
0: Yeah, because... I mean, for me, personally, I don't know about anyone else, but because of the whole uprise in the Black Lives Matter movement, I feel like... There are a lot of instances where Asian racism is being, is not being covered on as much because there are more pressing matters. These things still matter because they are within my community and the Asian community. A lot of the time, me, I feel like. I'm told to kind of take it as a joke and so speaking up about it is hard because like I'm just worried will I sound incredibly mad or will I sound like I'm not taking a joke but because you'll
1: probably be told oh like you're deep in it
0: yeah exactly and I have the right to be mad and I have the right to ask my friends not to say anything that could offend me just as anyone else does so I feel like it's harder for me to bring it up to my friends or to anyone else because it's not as common to have people angry about this kind of stuff but I think recently I found out I found that I I don't care anymore. (laughs) Like, I've had enough. And so I've been telling a lot more of my friends not to make jokes like that because it does affect me. Once you hear the same joke over and over again for your whole life, it gets kind of boring. And uh, once you hear it so often, you kind of question whether what your friendship is based on. And I think a lot of people can relate to me when they say, when I say that, it just gets tiring hearing it over and over again.
1: Hey guys, thank you for watching.
0: We hope you liked this episode and we hope that it opened up a lot of conversation about what needed to be talked about at this current moment in time.
1: We hope to see you again next
0: week. And remember to like, comment and subscribe. At the store, stroke on the smoke. They tell me to quit, do the sound I don't to what I'm told. They Help me forget that this world is so cold. I don't even know. Say say no more. Tell me what I want.